Greetings to everyone at home. This is your humble host, Osgood. Still on lockdown, here at the Gallery of Curiosities. Though I have been thus far exceedingly diligent about enforcing isolation here at the Gallery, at times brutally so, it has now come to pass that I am required to venture out for supplies. Yet I cannot seem to locate my old plague mask. Those N95s you all seem so comfortable in simply will not do, I fear. If I must go out masked, I shall go out in style. Steadman? Hello, Osgood. Oh. Here is the potion you asked for. Is it cocktail hour already? No, no, no. This is my latest hand sanitizer formula. I see. Remember, you wanted a fresh batch for going out today. Good heavens, it smells at least 80 proof. I did use up the gin to make it. Now here, you've not seen a plague mask lying around now, have you? No, but I'll be happy to help you look for it. Never mind that. I need to introduce the exhibit for the remote stream. Do you think it's too early for cocktail hour? <laughs> I don't see why not. We've been starting at 9am all week. Well, since you used the last of the gin up for that hand sanitizer of yours, Let's see if you can make up some decent martinis with it. No problemo. I have my portable bartender kit right here. If only the rest of the staff was as useful as you are, Stedman. <laughs> if only, Osgood. Um, are you up for an extra dry? Because we're kind of out of vermouth, too. Think nothing of it. The vermouth is mostly for show anyway, but I will add it to our list of vital supplies. Do we have any vodka left? Make it a kamikaze. We finished the vodka on Thursday. But don't worry, I think I can improvise something. Hmm, here we go. Chicken not stirred. Oh, no, 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 don't shake. Oh, no, no. Stedman. Twist of lemon peel. Really, you should know better. One doesn't shake gin, but whatever. And? It's too late now. I'd, I won't have it go to waste. This should be safe to drink. Voila! Olives? Um, we're out of olives too. Pretty. Cheers, big ears! Cheers. This evening's exhibit comes from Mr. Adam Gaylord, who lives with his beautiful wife and kids in Colorado. When not at work as an ecologist, he's usually writing, cooking, drinking craft beer, drawing comics, or some combination thereof. Look him up on Goodreads, or find him on Twitter at Author Gaylord. Our narrator will be Ms. Tabitha Wood, a former English teacher and library manager living in Wellington. She writes weird, dark fiction and uplifting poetry. 
Despite her obsession with the strange and unusual, she considers herself mostly harmless, although she does take great delight in shocking people with her stories every chance she gets. This story first appeared in T. Jean Davis's speculative blog in May of 2015. Remember those days when we frolicked freely in the streets? <sighs> the Varied Histor by Adam Gaylord The bell over the door jingled and Claire hastily tucked her book under the counter. It was one of her favourites and she'd just gotten to the best part. She didn't want a customer to come in and claim it. An older man, probably twice Claire's age, entered the store. Actually, he really more danced his way in. The man turned this way and that, his eyes trained on the ground, all the while patting his pants, alternating front pockets and then back. Claire suppressed a giggle at the sight of his search dance, as it was fittingly known in the trade. The man gave up the floor and scanned the shelves by the door, muttering to himself while patting his breast pockets. I swear I'll just add him. I was walking out the door. He passed over boxes of buttons, jars full of jewellery, several large sacks stuffed with socks and a pail packed with pocket watches before stopping in front of a particularly large crate nearly overflowing with keys. He gave a low whistle, eyeing the huge box with trepidation. Good morning, Mr. Crowhurst, Claire interrupted his search. Hmm? Oh, yes, hello. Mr. Crowhurst wandered up to the counter, still patting. I really hope you can help me. Do you happen to know where? He trailed off, his eyes drifting to the shelves behind her. Claire felt the tingle of the there-it-is magic and the man's patting finally stopped, his face lighting up. There they are! She retrieved the keys to his steam car, third shelf on the right, just like last time, and he passed her a few coins with a thank you. Claire eagerly reached for her story as the man made his way out of the shop, now muttering to himself about something else. But as his voice faded away, it was the lack of another sound that made her stop. She cocked her head, but still there was silence. Peering around a wire rack stacked with wallets, she found a petite young woman in a ruffled dress, frozen in the entryway, her small frame keeping the door from hitting the bell. The girl glanced back and forth, into and out of the shop, as if contemplating leaving a well-worn forest path to enter the foreboding undergrowth. Come on in, it's okay, Claire prompted. She entered the store, her wide eyes taking in the rainbow of kites and kerchiefs draped from the ceiling. She ran a gentle hand over a glass case of spectacles and gloves, and shied away from a cabinet of dentures, hair pieces and false eyes. She made it to the counter and waited, 
her face mostly hidden by long curly blonde locks. Can I help you? Claire asked. I'm not sure, she hesitated. I, I think I've lost something. What have you lost? I'm not sure, but I know it's gone. I can feel it. Something important. She shuddered slightly, her hands pulling her ruffled skirt tight around her. If, if something's taken from you, it's like you lost it, right? She looked up with such pain in her eyes, yet such hope, that Claire's voice caught in her throat. It was a mix of emotions that she recognised from her own troubled youth. This was the hard part of the job. Adults mostly lost things, material possessions they misplaced or forgot. But children, and young women especially, had so much more to lose. Parts of themselves that couldn't be replaced at the corner store. Some things that are lost can be found again. She chose her words carefully. If you look in the right place. And for many things, this happens to be one of those places. The girl perked up a little. But some things, once lost, can never be found. Her eyes returned to the ground. How do I know the difference? When the time comes, you'll know. But what do I do until then? Claire looked around the store that had become her home, smelled the musk of old leather and dust, felt the touch of the there it is magic. She hadn't been much older than this girl the first time she'd wandered through the front door, lost and scared. Her old master had shown her the ways of this place. Over the years, she'd found many things here. Confidence. Direction. A sense of self. But lately, rather than wonder, it was boredom and monotony that more often found their way into her day. Maybe it was time for her to find a different path, a different place. Tell you what, she said. I've been looking for some help around this place. Why don't you come by a few hours every week? If you like it, then maybe there's a place for you here. The girl hesitated, her eyes flitting back toward the door. Plus, it will let you keep an eye out for whatever it is you've lost. The girl thought for a moment and then nodded, giving a pretty little smile. She promised to come back the next day bright and early. Claire told her to wear trousers to be ready to get her hands dirty. And as Raleigh left, for that was the girl's name, Claire found that it was she who had found something that day. Something she didn't even know she'd been missing. And the there it is magic tingled. Ah, there it is, my old plague mask, back in that corner underneath the bat cages. Give us a hand with this, would you, Stedman? All righty. 
It seems to be attached to something. Uh, it looks like a mannequin. I don't recall having a mannequin in storage. They should still all be sitting around the dining room table. It seems to be attached to the head. Let's see. Let me get the buckles loose. Do be careful. That's an original. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, dear. This isn't a mannequin. No, no, that is... Uh, that is Roger, or rather, that was Roger. What? One of the old editors. And here, all this time, I thought he'd escaped. I shall, I shall have to update my diary. You, you just can't keep dead bodies in here. Steady on, Stedman. I'll go out and fetch our supplies now, and perhaps later we can give old Roger here a good wax dip and. Make him useful again. What? I always did fancy opening a wax museum wing to the gallery. What's wrong with you, Osgood? Oh, everything. Gallery of Curiosities is produced under a Creative Commons International 4.0 non-commercial attribution no derivatives license. All story copyrights remain with the authors. This episode was produced in May of 2020. For full show notes, visit us on the web at gallerycurious.com. You know what they say. I couldn't possibly have more than one. I like to have a martini. Two at the very most. Three, I'm under the table. Four, I'm under the host. Ribald.